Every winter, at the end of March, in a small mountain village called Bytestolen, 220 kilometers northwest of Oslo in Norway, takes place a very special snow sports event called the Riddle Week, designed for multi-disabilities. My name is Ying Chan, and I am a blind cross-country skier who is just one of 400 participants coming to Bytestolen to take part in the Riddle Week. It's a fun week of free cross-country ski races, culminating in a big 20-kilometer race called the Ridder Run or the Knights Race. <laughs> Erling Stördal was a blind Norwegian farmer who created the Ridderen in 1964. He found tracks in the snow made by the vehicles used by the Norwegian army and started skiing in them. He described the tracks to his friends as being like a candlelight, giving him back his sight and his freedom. And every year in the main hall at Bytestolen, this is celebrated by turning down the lights, leaving behind the picture of a lit candle. And then Erling Stördal's haunting voice appears, talking about how the tracks light his way. Well, here I am. I'm in uh, Oslo Airport, and I'm. I just arrived last night, and I'm just waiting for the coach to take us up to Bytestolen. And I've been met by a lot the Lions people, who are a voluntary group, who are come to help meet and greet people to help get us on the coach and here's a uh, young is Jan. that right Jan, yes Jan. yes j a n j a j a n so yeah is this the you are in. I'm, yeah is this the first time you've come to help yes yes uh, it's the first time i'm up here helping the, the blind people yes originally from oslo and uh, now i'm based in lillestrøm i've been there since 1976 living there in oh. Lillestrøm, which is just uh, 12 uh, minutes with a train from uh, Gardermoen, where we are now. And uh, uh, give some Norwegian, uh, how do you say hi in Norwegian and welcome to Oslo? Hi, velkommen til Oslo. <laughs> Very good. Yes. You have to learn the basic, you have to learn to say thank you. And uh, in Norway we say thank you very much. Tusen takk? Yeah, tusen takk. And uh, if you say tak, it's okay, but tusen tak is better. <laughs> it means one thousand thanks. <laughs> tusen tak means tusen is thousand, and tak is thank you. So thousand thanks, we are saying a lot of times. <laughs> While in England, you say thank you very much. <laughs> I've come over to speak to Thomas, who's just arrived at the airport. I'm from um, a place in Norway called Sodal. I'm 19. 
I believe it's my fifth time in the Reader Week. Oh, and uh, can you see a lot, or are you totally blind? I am. I have some vision. Yes. You have some vision. Mm. So, how do you find the competition at Bytestolen? Oh, uh, I really enjoy the competitions. I, do you win all the races? Or? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to win the races, but uh, <laughs> sometimes it's, uh, I do, and sometimes I don't. Okay. Um, <laughs> Do you race against totally blind people as well, or do you just race against people who can see a bit? Uh, we are competing in, in three like classes. Yes. So you have uh, B1 that's totally blind, and we have B2 with with a little bit of vision, and you have B3 with a little a little bit more vision than the B2. Okay. So we compete all together and, and uh, in a combined classes, but with different uh, classification. Most of our British group over here. Hello. Oh, Jim's one of our veteran skiers. Oh, thank you for that. <laughs> how, how old are you now, Jim? 62. 62? Yeah. Um, so what year was your first year in Baito? 81. 1981? Yeah. Was it very different to what it is now? Uh, it's a little bit different, but you, it's not, you can't compare, really. Things change. And... You could see back in those days, could you? Yeah, I was a B2 back in those days. Um, now not. Now I'm a B1. Um, uh, is it more difficult for you skiing as a B1? Do you find uh, it? No, I've got used to it now, I think. Yeah. I suppose it is slightly different, but no, I'm very much used to it. Hi, Hilary. Hello, you. <laughs> so you're Jim's partner, aren't you? I'm actually married to Jim. And how, how Nine years and one day. No, and how many years have you been coming to Baito? Um, this might be my, how many times? 14 years or? Yeah, double figures anyway. Double figures. Uh, right, and, and this is Beverly. Is Bethany. It? Bethany, yeah. sorry. That's all right. Bethany, and uh, this is your first time? Yes, yeah, my first time doing any winter sports or anything. First time in Norway as well. How have you um, heard about us? Um, it was through um, someone who's been before, Janice. Janice she goes to my Yeah, she does my park run every so often. I'm, I'm a wheelchair racer. Oh, So, um, yeah, so through that she kind of recommended it and I'm here. <laughs> wow, very exciting. Yeah. Um, did, have you ever seen people using sit skis before? I've seen it on like, the internet and the TV and things like that. Oh, wow. Um, never up place. So. Are you going to do downhill or cross country? I'm going to try both. Wow. Yeah, see, see, so see you don't, what, you don't what mind I crashing? <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous because uh, I had a couple of crashes last year in my racing chair. Oh, right. So um, it makes me a little bit nervous, but at the same time, I'm excited. And here is Sven from, from Denmark. I have been here 22 times. This 20? is my 23rd in a row. Um, you had an interesting story about the. the the guy who first set up Bytestone, um, what was his name again? His name is Erling Stordal. Uh, he is uh, quite famous in Norway. He was famous already uh, when he was a, uh, a young boy because he was uh, uh, playing a fiddle and he was uh, traveling around in the whole country and playing together with a friend. There were two. They were singing and playing. They were making records and they became famous all over Norway and he ended up as a radio speaker. And um, the first Ritteran, that was in 1964, I've been told that he collected money by 
placing a flag on the top of the pole that is placed on the top of the ski jump facilities at Holmekollen, which is a very famous place in Norway. And the worst thing you can do in Norway, I think, is to put a Swedish flag on the, on the top of a pole. So he said, as being a radio speaker, he said to, uh, to the uh, audience, um, uh, we'll take it down when we, we have collected uh, this amount of money that we need to do the first Ritterrand. So people were paying money in to get the Swedish flag down. <laughs> so when they collected enough money, the flag came down and the first Ritterrand came off the ground. So all that money was used to... To do the first Ritterin yes. back in, what was it, 1964? 1964. 1964. Yes. Amazing. And uh, Erling Stordahl got the idea uh, to get people interested in the Ritterin that he contacted the uh, Norwegian king, the King Olaf. He passed away in the, in the meantime. But he asked King Olaf if he would mind to be guiding him. So there were about 50 people, uh, 25 blind people, and uh, 25 guides. Uh, so uh, Erling Stordahl did the first Ritterrand uh, together with uh, King uh, Olaf V. Well, here we are at Butterstolen's opening ceremony. Right, and I've just met my guide in Butterstolen, and uh, it's Havard. Yeah, hi. I'm uh, 19 years old, turning 20, 20 this year. I've come from uh, Western Norway, not uh, so far from uh, Stavanger. I'm uh, living uh, a bit up in the up in the mountains, so uh, we get a lot of snow in the, in the winter. Are you at Lillehammer? Are you yeah. at the school at Lillehammer? Yeah, I'm studying um, sports at uh, at the at the school there. I um, I go biathlon biathlon for uh, for a team called uh, Sirdal Ski. Uh, it's the team where I'm uh, I'm from, and we have a small group on on Lillehammer, and we train together and uh, compete together. So, is every everyone at the school are they all really good skiers? Not everyone, because it's a big school with. Uh, Everything from uh, uh, sport people to lawyers and, and everything. But uh, in my class, pretty much everybody's pretty good at, at skiing. Here we are at day one, and I'm with my guide, Havard, and we're just trying out all the skis and um, my sound equipment. So he's strapping on a, a speaker. Um, which is going to be on his back and I'm going to follow the sound of the speaker when he's talking back to me through a microphone and uh, I've also given him an iPod which will make a a, uh, a kind of quite tingly high frequency sound so I can follow him in the tracks um, so he doesn't have to talk all the time We're, there's a shooting competition every Wednesday and it's a biathlon and we ski for two kilometers and then we shoot and then we ski for another two kilometers and we shoot and it's a, a interesting setup it's a gun with um, uh, a sound system and you, as you come into the area to shoot you put these headphones on and you listen for a high-pitched tone for your gun and it sounds a bit like a video game but uh, 
You'll see what I mean when we get there. The idea is to um, find the highest pitch tone and we get five shots with this um, sound system with the rifle. We're not firing bullets, we're firing an infrared beam at the target. And uh, once you get the high pitch sound, then you pull the trigger. Now shot number two, so I just keep position and now move to the right now. Oh, very good. Five out of five and two dead center. race and we've got the results and I'm in the auditorium it's for a medal ceremony we we got third didn't we have yeah we sure did <laughs> so we we did good yeah I think so the guy who came second is uh, called Harold and I I skied last year and I I beat him so he, he did well this year so and he missed four shots oh but he was still 10 seconds ahead of me so I've got a bit of work to do tomorrow um, and there's a guy who came first called Lars. I think he was from Norway as well. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I've got a bit of work for tomorrow's 10k. Um, the way it works is that we race against totally blind skiers this year. 
and I'm in the 39 to 60 year olds which is a, the veterans category there's a category below for the younger people and there's a category above for the super veterans which is 60 plus I've got a bit of time before I get into that group into the dining room and uh, now you're coming to the dining room yeah coming for breakfast and we're going to get some assistance from yes from uh, we just have to wait for oh, an right. assistant because okay. uh, coming a young man called uh, Gustav on your right side hi how are you oh fine thank you uh, so my name is Gustav and I'm from Sweden and Tanzania oh okay and you're from yes. the world university that's right yeah United World College in Red in Norway it's, oh. yeah and how many of, of, of you are there uh, right here today. Uh, well, for the whole week. For the whole week, I would say that there's 12 of us, I, I believe. 12? Yeah. Oh, yeah. From all over the world. That's right, yeah. Representing, uh, you know, multiple different nationalities. Oh, that's brilliant. How are you finding it this week? Oh, it's, great. it's been great so far. Like, the weather's really good, good conditions on the, on the tracks. So, yeah, having a great time. Right, um, here we are. I've got Mike, our glorious leader from, is it Metro Sports that Metro you used Sports. to help run? Yeah. Yeah, but you're not. Are you not running Metro Sports anymore? No, I'm uh, honorary vice president of Metro. I set it up in 1973, and then ran it for 10 years, and then uh, um, finished. You know, uh, be, being involved in the day-to-day stuff on the committee, and then uh, uh, left it to others to uh, take over the mantle. And I came with a group from the UK, some from Metro and some from uh, other individuals. We'd heard about this event over here and they contacted us as a sports club in London to say, have you ever thought about doing skiing? We said, you're joking. And they said, no, it's done for the blind in Norway. So a group of us came over in 1974 and just fell in love with it. We had some really good guides, started to ski, came the following year um, and got slightly better at it, still had really good guides. And then in 1976, they announced that they were going to hold the first winter Paralympic Games and cross-country skiing was part of that. And they said, would Britain like to send a team? Um, And so we said, well, why not? And a few of us went for a trial and got selected and came when went over to Sweden for the first winter Paralympic Games um, and then after that that was it we, we were really hooked on it got some sponsors got better uh, and in the end one of our guys won uh, some medals in the, in the Paralympic um, skiing which was almost unheard of for a, a non-snow country to, to win medals and he became a pretty well-known legend over here because he was so well-known by the Norwegians that uh, you know, we would train over here all the time. What was his name? Uh, Pete Young. Pete Young. He um, he won medals at World Championships in America and then uh, in, in Austria in the uh, Winter Games. And we had an Alpine team of vision-impaired skiers as well. And uh, one, uh, Richard Burke won uh, a bronze medal at the, at the Alpine event as well. Did, uh, did Pete Young win gold? Or, or? Pete won gold in the, in the World Championships and he won a bronze in the uh, cross country in, in, uh, in Austria. So, um, how, many, how big is our group this yeah. year? 
Our group this year is 23, of which two are uh, helpers. One is uh, a fully sighted uh, person with a physical uh, disability, and the other Bethany. 20 then are vision impaired. Um, yeah, so it's a bit unusual that we have uh, six skiers with us, isn't it? We've had we, one before. We've had, yeah, we had Karen uh, a long time ago. We've had other disabilities. We've had amputees, um, and and uh, so we've had a smattering of of other disabilities. Here we are again at the stadium and we've got another race, it's Thursday, I'm doing the 10k classic race, it's quite a flat course, yesterday we, we did quite well, um, the Great Britain team, we got two, two golds and two bronzes and one silver. We're at the start line and uh, the way it works is that everyone lines up with their guides in the line and gets quite nervy at the start line and uh, so it's a bit like a time trial that you would get in cycling. Okay, so it's a minute in between uh, starts and basically you just stand there and keep your skis moving because if you have uh, sticky glue underneath your skis you don't want them to ice up and uh, you just lean on your poles and try and do a quick double pole kind of push off when you hit, hear the pips go. Five seconds till the bleeping starts. Here we go. And one. 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 Right, and uh, I just finished the race, the 10k race, and it was uh, very fast, and the snow was really soft. And um, I'm here with my main competitor. Uh, Harold, is it? Yeah, Harold. Harold. Yeah, yeah Harold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. How old are you, Harold? How old are you? I'm 56. 56. Wow, yeah. very good. <laughs> 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 wow. I'm 46, so you're doing very well. How old are you? He's 46. Oh, for yeah. Yeah. Um, so Harold beat me yesterday. He came second in the biathlon, and uh, he missed four shots, and he was still 20 seconds ahead of me. I didn't miss any shots, but uh, I, I, I must have been skiing slow, or my shooting was very slow. But uh, uh, did you have a good shooting yesterday, Harold? Cool as was shooting I got. Nej, dårlig på første ligamnes. Jeg brukte lang tid for at finde blinken og børsa og rumla og somla fag. Men andre shooting er ganske bra. It was pretty bad the first shooting, yes. a long time before I angled the right direction, yeah. but the second one was better. Ah, so you must have been skiing yeah. really fast then. Yeah. So uh, Andre's been guiding uh, for many times. You're from the army or the navy, aren't navy, you? Navy, yes. Yes, uh, I've had you ski with me before when, when we did skating and yeah, things, uh, a couple of times. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> where we had fun. Yeah, definitely. And, and you skied with me in the biathlon last year. Yeah, I and that remember. was really fun. Yeah. yeah. So, you were winning, were you? Yeah, well, you've won <laughs> twice now. <laughs> uh, so what? It might be the guide. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> so, uh, what, um, so uh, Harold, you were using the skin tech skis today. What, how were, what, are they good? Are they, they, were they fast today? Cool as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kjempebra. 
It was great, I think. It was good. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I I even think he has better glide than me. I had oh a, really? Not skin. So. Oh, so you you had wax, did you? I had wax and a clister in bottom. And clister. So I, okay. Yeah. I didn't oh, okay. like it. Um, so uh, how many times have you been to uh, Bytesdon and Harold? How many times have you been Six. Six times. Six times. Yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah, you you must. Uh, do you train a lot? Do you uh, train a lot? Yeah, I'm out of the way. I'm not going to go to He's out walking and running with his dog almost every day. Oh, wow. Brilliant. He has a big farm. <laughs> a big farm. Yeah. <laughs> and do you do a lot of skiing in the winter? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, approximately 30 miles. 30 kilometers? Yeah, 30, no, 300 kilometers. 300? Wow, a day? or uh, This year. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, and he yeah. also did uh, Birkebeinan. Oh, wow. 4.30 Four, yeah. as a blind. 4 hours 30? The snow must have been very good in Birkebeinan this year. It was good. It was a bit uh, sticky downhill. Yes. So it didn't go too fast. Oh. And, and, and he liked it. Oh, it uh, could okay. be too fast downhill. Uh, yeah. so. Did you crash or did you break any poles or anything like that? Crash or anything? He was aiming for some girls, oh. but he didn't find them. <laughs> you know, he's an old hunter before he got blind. He was really? blind six oh. years ago. The, is it elk? It's called the big animal. Uh, moose? Moose. Moose. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so he moose dogs, and he's uh, been training them, and uh, yeah, he's a hunter. Wow. Now he can't hunt, he's just going behind the hunters. Oh, okay. He can smell a moose uh, 1k away. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, so today I had some moose smell in my back, so he was uh, even more eager. <laughs> That's his trick. We use 39.25 and Harold used 36.32. Oh, very good. Oh, wow, yeah. you won then, three minutes ahead. Wow, yeah. very good. Well done, Harold. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 36. Yeah. Um, now with uh, some fellow competitors from America. I'm Leslie, I'm from Chicago, and this is... I'm Joe. And where are you from, Joe? From Boston. I've been guiding for 10 years, and Joe has been skiing for... Uh, for 10 years. I actually was paired with Joe about seven years ago, maybe, in Around Colorado. Mm -hmm. We skied through a blizzard in the race. I couldn't uh, see anything in white I, out conditions. I was there. I remember that race. Yeah. <laughs> oh, evidently, Joe approved of my guiding since yeah. we came together <laughs> this year. You must have done really well then. <laughs> yeah, but everyone's been very friendly here. Um, all the, the soldiers and all the, the young Norwegian guides. So to me, they all look like they're ready to go to the Olympics because they have all this really awesome gear on. So tell me, how many people from Ski for Life, well, from, from America with you in your group? We, we have uh, a skier and uh, two pairs of skiers and guides. And then there was another two groups that came. Yep. So is that still 10 all together? Yeah, so 10 people from the States, and then but four skiers and four guides within. <laughs> Janice, say hello. 
Hello. Janice has won, I think you've got two silvers now, so well done. Thank you. And what class are you in? I'm in the uh, super vets, but you know, you just do your best and get as much training in beforehand as you can. And I usually run twice a week, three times if I can. I do a lot of street walking with my dog and... Uh, I have an allotment, so I do a lot of digging, especially at this time of year, preparing the soil for the summer sea and spring sowing season. Here's Bethany. You're the you've been doing sit skiing. In the cross country tracks rather than the down downhill, so um, you've won a medal. Yes, I came in second place today. It was my first ever uh, cross country race. And you're, you're normally a wheelchair racer, so it, it's like, how's it how's it differ, or is it just the same? Um, it's quite similar. Um, some of the techniques, it's obviously you're just pushing in a different way. Um, so it's a lot of shoulder strength, which thankfully I've, I've been able to build up over time. Um, but in terms of movement and things like that, it's, it's very, very similar. So yeah, that's why I've taken to it so well. And what, what's the hardest part of cross-country skiing? When the tracks aren't there. I really struggled today with the downhills that had turns in them because my skis weren't staying in the tracks. And I, was, I skidded across the whole course. <laughs> um, but I was able to recover and um, it went really well. Number one, Laura Green from England. And Laura, you've won, you've won two golds. That's amazing. How are you feeling? Yeah, really good. Um, had really good guides all week, and it's been nice now. Really enjoyed it. Do you normally win loads of medals? Well, yes, because there's not that many people that are in my group. So we need more young people to come out to Norway and ski. Definitely. Yeah, I can't believe there's no one between 20 Oh, and, and, and Naki. <laughs> Naki's joining Naki, in. Naki, you're, you're, um, you're a newbie and you've taken to it like a duck to water. I thought I was the only one, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Naki, got, Naki got gold. Oh, like oh, like go Naki, go Naki. <laughs> Naki, tell us about yourself. Where are you from and how old you are and how did you hear about I'm it? I'm 28. I'm half Indian, half Pakistani. Uh, yeah, tell us more about yourself. And uh, well, so I did my undergrad and masters in engineering. Wow. I am totally blind and I work in banking. Wow. At the moment. And you're a tennis player? I'm a tennis player. He's going to the internationals? I hopefully am, second time. Yeah, and how are you finding cross country skiing? Oh, and... loving it, mate. Brilliant. Loving it, fantastic. My guy Peter is here. Ah, <laughs> oh, he, Peter. He's I'd... taught me cross country, he's taught me alpine. Yeah, <laughs> he's taught him. Uh, trying, 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 trying. Tell, yeah. tell us about how you're finding guiding a, a new person. Who super goes back? Super special. Uh, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Enjoyed it a lot. Oh, he's been great, man. Yeah. We've done cool stuff. We yeah. did the whole uh, Alpine slope, like 400 meters, and like 45 minutes of training. Nike never so, gives up. He just <laughs> keeps going. Have you guided yeah. anyone blind before? Never, never, never. First and, time, first time. And uh, he's doing the slalom tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. Really? Wow. Yeah. You guys are not here uh, today. And Peter's going to be going backwards. You guys at full are, speed. You're pretty yeah. adventurous, you guys. Yeah. Oh, we are. Uh, we, we've tried snowboarding. We've super tried um, <laughs> snow snowshoes. Wow, we, the whole alpine experience. We've tried snow <laughs> racing. What was the hardest part about learning to cross-country ski, Naki? The hardest part about cross-country skiing? The 10 o'clock and the 2 o'clock turns. 
Eleven and one are fine. He doesn't like sharp turns. No. Oh. Well, because well, I'm very new to it, you see. Yeah, yeah you're doing very well. I'm, I'm just starting out, so... It, it's yeah. when he asks you to do a six o'clock turn that you have to worry, Naki. Uh, <laughs> here we are. I'm in Charlie Worth's room. And Charlie's a bit of a superstar. Biter stolen history. He's a legend. Because, Charlie, how old are you? I'm 98. 98. And when's your 99th birthday? Well, it's... Um, I only had my birthday last Saturday, so no, that's... it'll be it's still a year ahead. And your guide is um... Gunbor Satra, and she's a, a Norwegian American. Uh, oh, are you are you um, with um, sons and daughters of Norway? Uh, well, it's only called Sons of Norway, <laughs> but I am with them. Yes. <laughs> and how old are you? Uh, well, I came over as a student and then ended up staying in the United States, and I live in New Jersey too, about half an hour from Manhattan. And uh, you're you're not quite you're not quite a Charlie's age, though, are you? You're... Well, I'm eighty-seven. <laughs> eighty-seven. The day before he turned ninety-eight. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And so uh, we've got a uh, hundred and uh, oh, I can't do the maths, but hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Hundred and eighty-five. Yeah, years of history on the tracks. Yeah. Wow, in, in one pair. That's yeah. amazing. That's a nice way. Of doing it. <laughs> yeah. um, so, do you ever go to Boston to ski? Uh, it's too difficult for me to get uh, transportation <clears throat> up there, uh, but I go to the American Ski for Light because that's. Uh, that lasts a week and it's worth, say, making the flight, you know, to another part of the country. We're back in the main hall here for Friday night, the main event, just before the big race, just before the 20k race, and it's the talent show. My name is Eirogna. Yeah, Eirogna is an old Norwegian name. I am, I'm not blind, I can see a little bit, but not so much. Uh, I'm going to dance, but I can't dance. Me and my friend are just doing, doing this for fun. Oh, <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> Let's see how it goes then. Yeah, I hope it's going to go uh, okay. Or what, what are you going to dance to? What to uh, it's a song called Raske Briller. It was for the ski world championships oh, right. and uh, a comedian. I don't know, a Norwegian guy just made it for fun. <laughs> okay. So, so, okay, so uh, okay, could be really good or it could be really bad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maria and Laura. Laura. Yeah. 
Well, because we're in the, year, the the month that um, not the month, the week, the week that Brexit was meant to to happen, and it and looks pretty chaotic and at Article home. Article Fifty was triggered last time we were out here. Oh, was it? Oh. Like when we were here two years ago, Article Fifty was triggered. Wow, gosh. that's why we're in the month that oh. it happens. So <laughs> we, we thought we'd mark it in a way, even though it seems like pretty chaotic back at home looking on the BBC um, news app uh, we thought we'd try and do something just to um, honour the fact that we are in a complete mess please enter the stage for the British crew shall we stay or shall we go now shall we stay or shall we go now shall we go The national anthem of Norway, Ja, we elsker. And here we are at the last race of the week. Havard, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. <laughs> it's the Ridder race, it's the big 20k race where uh, lots of uh, people come, especially just for this race for the weekend. We've been here for a week and we've got used to the tracks. Today everyone is starting, uh, there's two at a time, two pairs at the, at the start every 30 seconds, so it's going to be quite chaotic and people will fall over each other and it's going to be quite fast today because the it were, went down to about minus one overnight also because it was so warm yesterday water had um, got around the track so that's kind of frozen overnight and it's it's not too bad i mean it's quite icy uh, it's going to be it's going to be difficult for um, the beginners we're going to get hillary to help us do some recording uh, during the race and today we have the princess, what, what's her name, do you know? Uh, princess Martha, I think. Princess Martha, and we have uh, the Prime Minister, what's the Prime Minister's name? Erna. And we've got uh, extra security with us, um, the army are here with their guns and things and the police, so uh, yeah, we're, we should be pretty safe. For ordfordagen, det er fjellprest Eli Vatten. Jeg kjenner jeg litt nervøs selv, håper jeg ikke blir fragått i år. Men jeg stoler på at vi får en fin tur, Helena og jeg. Og i hvert fall en god prat, håper jeg. Så lykke til alle sammen. Så hva sa prinsess? Hun sa at de gjennomgående som dette gjennomgående er viktig for å inkludere alle og gjøre samfunnet bedre. Hun vil ha lov til å forsvare seg til å få holdes. Dette er han villig til å stå på. Hun ønsker oss god luck, og gjør vårt beste. Og hun håper at hun ikke får den fastest gjør. Hun er en mirakel. Ja, hun er en mirakel. Hun er en mirakel. All ladies and gentlemen in red, white and blue. Yings just going past us now at the start. Not so many people falling in for the reaper. Do you have a... Jim's starting now. Have a good time. 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 Have a good time.
Oh, there we go. go there goes Ying at the halfway mark. Okay, so Harold and Andre are just coming into the finish now. It's, I think the time is 10.25, so that's a pretty good time in my book. Just coming through the finish now, I would think in the gold medal position. Here comes Ying, just coming down the last downhill. Go on, Ying! He's going well, he looks as though he's still got plenty of energy in his legs. And unless I've missed any of his group going through, I think he may have seconds. Yes. We'll have to confirm that. Yes, yes it does. I'm just listening in to Chris Blackaby, Jim and Dog at the end of their race. I think in, in one small hill we passed uh, 30 or 40 people. Yeah. It was crazy up yeah, there. You yeah. couldn't get any place. I think we used maybe two or three minutes and more than we would use. But we yeah. don't have any choice. We just have to take it easy. And someone came in behind really and yelling stressing. a lot, you know. Really? Oh, yeah. move and move. Yeah. And there was yeah. a pigger sitting down. There's nowhere to What go. are they supposed to yeah. do? <laughs> well, okay. Very good. Yeah. Nicht Huh? Well, it was an interesting race. We didn't realise that they changed the course, but um, we still we still went around fast. Didn't we? Yeah. And um, um, we came. I think we came second. Second place. Yeah, I thought that as well. What, yeah. what was your time? One hour thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, yeah we're that was pretty good. We're two minutes behind Ryan Rasmussen. Three minutes behind Harold. Harold. Yeah. So Harold was amazing this, yeah. this year. How, how have you found the week? Uh, yeah, great and uh, really interesting to see how how it's possible for, for you guys to do this. <laughs> I mean, I'm really, really impressed. So, uh, new experience and uh, yeah, yeah, enjoy no, you're, you're a really good guy. Thank you. Yeah, it's, thank uh, you. It's fantastic. First and time, so... <laughs> thank you for cleaning my skis. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> It's the final time in the hall for the main medal ceremony. Right, Mike, what was the medal total? In I think we had uh, two lots of five on the uh, five for the biathlon, five for the uh, 10k, and we had four today in the reader rennet. So I think that was fantastic. Who, who got what today? Um, uh, Naki and Lara both got uh, gold in their uh, categories, which is fantastic. Um, Janice Newman got uh, a silver in her group, and your, your good self, Ying, got uh, bronze, we think, although we want a steward's inquiry on that, because on the results sheet it said you got a silver, and then when you went up there it was a bit of a free-for-all, but uh, it could be that someone snuck in from the behind and, uh, and, and that result wasn't in when we looked earlier. Well, yeah, um, Harold got second in the end. He, he was um, about three minutes ahead of me, and then Magna Lund, in, yeah. another six or seven minutes yeah. ahead of me. So, uh, yeah, not bad. Not bad days. Very good indeed, and the conditions weren't 
absolutely perfect at all out there. The uh, how how would someone who wants to do Bytesolen come come to this week? Well, they look on the website initially. Uh, Which website? Uh, the Reader Rennet website, Reader Rennet No, or I think it's uh, called, and uh, and then basically they would see the dates. It's not the most user-friendly of websites yet, so I'm hoping that will get better for next year. So hopefully we'll see some more new people next year. Exactly. Uh, fingers crossed. Here we are, finally, at the celebration banquet. So, thank you to all of you, students, guides, volunteers and organisers, for making this amazing week possible again and thank you to the Norwegian army, the princess and the prime minister for supporting it and most importantly of all Tusen Tak Erling Stördal you are an inspiration <laughs>